0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Now it's time for Spiritual Learning with Priestess Lily. Welcome to my radio show, Priestess Lily, Sacred Heart Healer, Space Holder, and Spiritual Life Coach. Welcome. This radio show podcast I have created to help assist humanity, rise the consciousness through connection and holding space for thought activating conversations with heart centered leaders, wisdom keepers divine humans expanding into their authenticity and soul purpose. Which leads me to my beautiful guest today, all the way from Ireland, Kira McHugh. She is a healer and holistic therapist, life coach, intuitive, shaman, spiritual mentor, and a phenomenal teacher who is a space holder for people on their healing journey and a modern-day, fully-embodied healing priestess. Kira is devoted to healing. She's one of the most heart-centered people that I know and teaches and invites clients to work with them being ready to bring their whole self, their light and their shadow into the space. She is a phenomenal healer and space holder for divine energies to allow them to work through her. And her healing work embodies all that she has been working on for many years and the work that she does on herself. Welcome, gorgeous sister. Welcome. I'm so glad to have you on my radio show podcast. This interview is one that I've definitely mm-hmm. been impatiently waiting. So welcome. Thank
1: you.
0: There has a slight delay in this podcast, so we are trying to work with Powers B upstairs, <laughs> Spirit, and everyone to try and get us all hooked up. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So I'm gonna basically. You are a phenomenal healer and I think your work is so needed. Our work, you know, is so needed right now in the earth plane and to help heal humanity and help people individually do their own work. What are you finding with your clients coming to you right now?
1: I guess there's two answers to that one question if you really wanted to break it down quite simply you know into into the two and that's one where like what we how we have been called to work with spirit and to you know really delve deeper into working with you know the different energies that can you know that are here on this on this earth to be with us as well they want to to heal in a way that they know is a bit is more natural, more holistic. It's in deeper connection with their soul. Um and then there's maybe not so much the newbies, but the people that are really deeply curious. Their curiosity has really brought them to a place now where they know that some of the answers that they have been seeking is outside of perhaps the norm or the narrative of what they've been told. So that can be from anywhere from maybe just going to your GP doctor or going to maybe different therapies um, that they've tried for years or simply just not knowing how to help themselves. And there's there's an inner calling that can often bring them into a space like our spaces, our healing spaces, where they're like, I don't know why I'm here, but I know it's exactly where I'm meant to be, and they're you know, and then I explain to them what's going on, and they're like i'm I'm just open to it because I know that this is what I need because we're we're working with the deepest level, you know we're working with the soul, we're working with the wounds, and really, what it is you know for me. I work with nature, I work, you know, in communion with all of life. So it's really about bringing us back into harmony and balance Mm -hmm. at that energetic level, at the spiritual level, so that it can have more really of of an impact on how we feel emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And I know that myself through my own work, because I know that whenever I'm out of alignment my whole life, can go out of alignment you know so yeah so there's you know so there's the two um there's the people who deeply trust in this work they know that this is you know this this can bring them the medicine that Mm -hmm. they are seeking Mm -hmm. and I suppose um you know I would call myself a, a medicine woman you know of the heart and that is what people are seeking they're seeking the medicine that they've not been able to find elsewhere. However, that is not to say that, of course, what we do cannot be done alongside other therapies, other treatments. Absolutely. You know, I totally encourage that. But I suppose whenever I speak to people and they definitely, they come into my space, they're looking to heal their issues. They're no longer looking to put that Band-Aid on it where they're just sort of patching over the cure or just taking the, you know, the actual pills medicine that is sort of keeping them going. They know that deep down how they feel, their connection to all of life, to nature, their beliefs um, <clears throat> in terms of like how limiting they are or how empowering they are, <clears throat> excuse me, all of that they know is impacting and they are doing what they can to help themselves. Um, And I I suppose what I love is that I really want to encourage people to be their own healer, which they are. So when somebody walks into my room, certainly where I see, um, I suppose, the deepest connection to, to their healing is when they know that. And they know that they're not coming in for a quick treatment or meditation or workshop, and they'll, they'll just walk out the door again. Obviously, there's a certain element of that that they will feel better. But I think people are starting to realize, maybe not even on a, like a logical minded sense, that how they live, their beliefs, how they you know do certain practices how that all affects them so yeah it's just really it's just all about the healing work that's that's kind of like what is is coming in people are deeply understanding more and more that how they live is affecting their lives and they want to do what they can to come more back into harmony and balance um and that's what I love to do. That's what I love to sort of facilitate for them and to help them along the journey with.
0: Hmm. And I totally agree because I feel like for me, the role of a medium and a sacred heart healer for me has definitely changed. It's deeper work now. People are wanting to do their own individual work where before I think they just wanted to know, is he the one? Am I going to marry him? You know, it was all that instant answers. And I think we're ready. I think humanity, I think Mother Earth is really, really activating us now to actually go within and do our work. I think there's this real activation that if we don't move, you know, we're not going to live in harmony on her or in balance. Would
1: you agree? Completely. And I suppose what the biggest thing for me there was probably part of my own awakening, which was I was out of alignment with Mother Earth, with that sacred feminine energy and how that could help me and what was innate in me. And more and more people are realizing that there is this feminine essence there's this intuitive flow that, it, that can be soft and gentle, yet very, very, very powerful, you know, wisdom that actually has been taken out of how we were ever told to look after ourselves. Yesterday, I heard an expression about something that was a man-made labyrinth. And I thought, how funny is that, that a labyrinth, that is so deeply feminine oh in being God. called man-made, you know? <clears throat> and, but yet I was like, isn't that even incredible that, you know, that word labyrinth is getting, you know, maybe not in the, the best of ways, you know, in how it was, you know, in the context of what it was being said. But yet I just thought, there we go. Everything was made to be man-made. Mm. Um and <clears throat> excuse me, this is my, my early morning throat. <laughs> <laughs> um <clears> throat> yeah, people definitely I, I suppose when it comes to where I live personally, Lily, I live in Northern Ireland, in Ireland. And it's a very patriarchal society as we are all living in in the world. I get that. But everything that our structures our structures our organizations our churches everything is man-made everything is is in control by men and there is there yeah there isn't sort of like an underlying limiting belief therefore that we are second-class citizens because we are women and because it is the man it is the father and you know i'm just like that is really important. We need that. But also, where is the feminine? Where is the mother? Where is the mother energy? So I believe that anybody that comes into this room are really curious about wanting to know more about that because whilst they might not understand what it is they're being called to walk into when it comes to work with Mother Earth and nature, and you know the different ways, it they're they're trusting in their soul. I th- I, that's what I'm loving. Like whenever I speak to people, more it is that sort of more sense of, I just know, I just know, and that is to me what, you know, one of the the deepest trusts that we can have in working with Mother Earth is all about. And and certainly in all of this work, I say it to people all the time, in, with how we work, there we have to we we need to trust in it. You know, we need to trust and I think she can hold us and in particular as well that a lot of people as well that I would work with, you know, there's this sense of a lot of people just feel very ungrounded. Mm. You know, there's so much fear. There's been so much upheaval um, in this world (laughs) forever. Yeah. But for the past two years in particular, like... It just seemed to go from one extreme to another. So whenever I get, I say to people, we need to, you need to get grounded. We need to get grounded. You know, some of them are like, well, what do you mean by that? You know, what, what do you mean? And when I bring them through a practice of whatever it may be, even a healing, a meditation through a workshop, and they feel that holding, they feel that groundedness, they can see the difference physically and how they're feeling and I suppose at at a level when we're learning we want to feel it physically so they get it then they get when I talk about the mother earth and how she holds us and how she can help us to feel more grounded because a lot of there's so much anxiety out there at the moment um at a whole different level now because of the pandemic as well, because a lot of people are living in that fear of will I will I get it? Will I, will, will something bad happen to me? And understandably, there were, you know, there's there's for some people, but there's a lot of unfounded fear there as well. You know? And when we're living in that stress and we're not grounded and feeling in our body, which is the, you know, it's which is that connection to the to Mother Earth. We're, we're not. We're not making. Um, we're then. We're not chaining into that other side of our brain, which is the rational brain. You know, trying to make logical sense. So, if there was, you know, we know that the feminine has risen. She's been rising for a long time. There's been lots of people have awakened, and what on what has come out of this? Not for everybody, but there is still more people understanding that now, and. If I were to say to anybody, if you want to understand Mother Earth from a very, where to start, get grounded, be with her, sit with her, feel held with her, and you will notice how you feel differently. Mm -hmm. And then that in itself, to me, will just awaken a whole other, um, it's like a re-remembering, a re-re-remembering. Um, of what we know inside of us but what we've been what is being hidden from us or what we've been told is not the way that we should be doing things
0: yeah totally agree we've been called back to simplify to become simplified with our lives and it's a recalling back to what our nature is of what our soul needs And I do believe that we've forgotten to listen to the whispers of our soul. Mm -hmm. And that comes back to your knowing. That comes back, you know, to your heart space, to your centre. We've been used to this Mm -hmm. chatter, chatter, distraction for the last two years that's actually stopped us actually doing our work.
1: Would you agree? Completely. Because we've just been told fear, 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 Though when I say that, at the same time, I find it so wonderful that so many people sort of were like, hold on here. (laughs) I'm not going to live in that space.
0: Mm. I'm not going
1: to live in that fear. Um, And that came at different points along the way. But regardless of where you were in the last two years, in terms of like where your thoughts were, where your fears were, of course, we were all affected collectively by the collective fear. Mm. And then the news, the addiction to news. And I would say the addiction to social media and the swiping has just, I mean, my heart just nearly explodes when I talk about it because At times I got frustrated with myself, annoyed at myself. And then people would come in and tell me, um, oh my, you know, they're stressed. And then they tell me their patterns. I mean, you know, they don't even need to tell me sometimes. I'm just like, and we've just become addicted to, addicted to almost like feeding ourselves with the fear. And then we're like, well, where are we creating those moments like you've just said, where we can hear the whispers of our soul?'" You know, whilst I know that for me being grounded and sitting in silence and stillness and meditation and doing my practices and rituals, absolutely, they get me into a centered place where I hear that. I also know that it can be in in the movement. It can be in other. It's not just about being still just to hear that. However, saying that, regardless of what way we hear the whispers of our soul, we have to be able to create a space for that to come in. Mm-hmm. And if we are constantly distracting ourselves and constantly in fear, then the information that we're receiving, we're never trusting. People do come in to me and they want to know what's my sole purpose. I don't know. And then they'll say things to me like um, I've got this feeling about this and I maybe think this and, you know, and part of me is like, well, we are not going to get the answer to what our end game is straight away. But along the way, we have to trust in those whispers. We need to listen to them and they need to be integrated in, you know, you know. And I say this because I know I've been through it. I've spoken to other people and this is what I hear. And the integration can't happen if we pick up our phone and swipe through Instagram in between, or you know we go to bed with our phone, like even checking Pinterest, you know whatever it is. So it's not just all about social media, and i I understand that it's not just all about news, but at a time perhaps where we could have taken more space to hear for our, our ourselves, our whispers, like some people did. I know that some people did some, some of others along the way have um, been distracted and because the fear has been very powerful, Mm. the fear and the, you know, and the, whatever, you know, everybody has their own views, but the propaganda, the narrative that is put out there that we, you know, that we're all told to believe, you know, I mean, for some people, they don't know that there's other alternatives, you know, or, or, or it's OK to, really as well, like it's OK to step out of that space. I mean, even if we break it down to the busyness pandemic of how important it is to look busy in life and to look like you're succeeding and doing well in life, you know, that in itself is a you know to me it, it there's a serious going on there you know some people you know who have who are experiencing this busyness disease disharmony are not realizing it's okay to sit back you know it's okay to do these things that um can help us listen to what we need the most you know and actually yeah some of these You know, some people might be very, very successful in lots of things at what they do, but ultimately they also need to come back and to be grounded. So there's, you know, there's lots of different. um, And then there's the fine line, because obviously we can go to um, we want to we want to have that harmony. You know, I talk to people about the balance of life. You know, we can't always say that everything's going to be perfect. There's not, you know, that sort of scales to Mm -hmm. me sometimes has to, you know, ebb and flow with life, with our cycles, with the seasons, you know, with what's going on. You know, sometimes we've got to work harder and sometimes, you know, if we want to rest, you know, and to me also, that's why, you know, personally, I work very much with my moon cycle. With, um, with the cycle of the moon and I encourage women when they come in in particular that if they're feeling very out of balance and that need to go 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 all the time I'm trying to explain but we're not meant to even within a monthly cycle there's times where it's okay to you know to rest our bodies and there's, there's other times why um, you know it would be okay to do something like this i wouldn't have had a chat with you say a week ago because i would have been in my like um my new moon stage you know so i would have been like completely um not able to even sentence a word and i mightn't even have wanted to (laughs) (laughs) so it's about you know bringing people you know that's what i love about this work and women are listening they're like oh that makes sense and there's so many people that are already out there doing it but there's a calling for more and more and more people to understand that. Um, but because we have this man-made society that we're living in, um, it's almost like, well, you know, you only rest, yeah, like we only rest when we go on holidays for a week or two once a year, you know. So, but no, that's not the way that it is. So, um, I mm.
0: love you. Yeah, I for me personally. COVID, um, you know, two years ago, was I saw it as a soft opening um, and I saw it as a really deep opportunity to co-create my life more aligned with my soul. So I made very quickly some quite radical decisions that spirit really guided me to do. Um, was it easy? Shit, no. I was in complete and utter fear, like second guessing. Um, But every time I reconnected, I knew Mm -hmm. it was about me taking brave action and stepping forward. I knew it was about really me learning to trust my innate knowing and really learning to trust, you know, what I needed, not what others needed around me, but what I needed for my soul food, for my soul self, for me to be more expanded, for me to become more clearer, for me to be able to nurture myself, give myself permission, and, you know, really for Mm. me to nurture myself to be a better mother, to show up differently at home too with the people that I care about, not an exhausted woman that was in, you know, the busyness of needing to, you know dare I say it fix help fix others that weren't real you know people that weren't really ready to actually do their own individual work
1: oh you know what when you say that that gives me heart flutters (laughs) because (laughs) like really I just am like oh my god I just want to hug you and virtual hug yeah um because to me if you don't mind me saying it's like you really stepped into your sovereignty Hmm. you know and to a degree whilst it didn't click with me straight away at the beginning of two years ago but it certainly did um short you know about 18 months ago and if I have anything to be thankful for it is that I anything that I still was holding maybe feelings of unworthiness or pussyfooting around or I just was like no 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 this is my opportunity now and um I'll be honest with you um the beginning of say what what was our lockdown um it probably did allow me to heal a little bit of social anxiety that was in myself. Ironically, the being, the going into the cave further meant that as I stepped out of it, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I was like, you know, so it brought, it helped me to actually like yourself go, well, how do I want to live and how, you know, I know that for me and for people that I speak to and I, 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 i believe it's what you've just said as well it's that it's our soul it's our core soul values mm-hmm. it's like are we living by them mm-hmm. and because i know in the past and even now if i am not living by with in harmony with them or i'm working with people that are not you know on that same wavelength, um then I, i'm it's not my life is not in alignment However, saying that what I've loved about the past, maybe loved is not the right word, um, what, what, what I've been able to really gather for myself, it's like being insight for the last few years, is understanding that although I know what my core soul values are and to, make, to weave my life in, in, with that, it is important to always be looking at different opinions and, you know, listening to be able for me to really discern what my truth is. Yeah. So even though I may not agree with what somebody says, I will listen to them because, whereas before perhaps I would have been a bit like, oh no, I don't agree with them. So I'm not going to listen to them. You know, whereas now to be able, it's a bit like yourself, Ellie, for me to live how I believe is my truth. I know that I will listen to a variety of opinions and will try, you know, I mean, there's some that I just, you know, wouldn't go there. There's some far fetched ones. But, you know, I don't just listen to mainstream information anymore. Because I now know that that does not sit with me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's a bit like yourself. I've been able to fall into what I feel is my more sovereign, like into my sovereignty more. Um, And that would be my hope for other people. But like that, we cannot fix them. And just because I have a belief or an opinion doesn't mean that everybody else around me Mm -hmm. certainly can I tell you a lot of people that I would still be friends with don't hold my opinions and beliefs (laughs) so (laughs) you know and that's okay that's okay but at the same time I still have to have people around me that do um because I know I'm not alone and that that would be you know in terms of physical beings (laughs) As well as sentient, you know, um, celestial, angelic beings, guides, you know, whatever, whoever it is. Um, You know, I understand that that's the world that I'm living in, but I must have, you know, like my soul family around me.
0: Mm. Makes complete sense, sister. Because you know what? Right now, it is hard work being in your human body. It would be easier to be you know, more connected out there than actually physically in here. And you know, that's the challenge. That's that's really right now, like that's the challenge because, you know, we as human beings are getting feelings where we're actually we we've been squashing down our feelings, suppressing ourselves because we've been under, you know, patriarchy and been told to suppress everything. And You know, now all of a sudden we're really in a crisis and we've got feelings coming everywhere. You know, we can feel other people's energy now. You can feel it just for me standing. I mean, I could feel it beforehand, but like standing at the supermarket, you can, it's it's screaming through the TV at you. It is standing at the school gates like, and you have to process that or you, like it's really, and that's what gets us ungrounded. That's what gets us wobbly in our own self, like wobbly in our own self going, holy shit, what am I doing? And, you know, that's why it's so important for us to discern other people's energy,
1: but um, also like really deeply ground. You know, I personally use that, the supermarket, Um oh. You know all the time when i'm talking to people because you know i say that one of the most important things that i do for myself is protect myself every morning spiritually energetically because i am like that sponge i am just like yeah anybody that has an anger issue or an attitude yeah, Kira's like this radar, like, yeah, come to me and <laughs> do you know what I mean. Yeah. And I mean, it's probably I, I, I'm able to deal with it a bit better now, but the reason why is because I will not leave my house until I am protected. Like every morning I have a practice of protection. And every time I leave the house, I call in extra protection, get in the car. Cause sure as hell, I will be in that queue. Just buying my pint of milk or whatever it is. And that angry, I'm going to say it, it's usually an angry workman who thinks he can do what he wants, you know, is there. And, or, you know, or even like, you know, the, I don't know, shuffling on top of you or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, it, that's just funny that you say that because I say that to people all the time. I'm like, I've had to come home and even though I'm protected, I know, and I, cleanse my energy. Because I'm like, I am not taking that person another second around with me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm a bit easy. To be honest, it's been a work in progress. I'm easy. I can sort of wash it off quicker or just not let it enter my field than Mm. what I did. But sometimes it's still, um, you know, there's still places that I go to um, that things will happen to me that makes me go, I should not be here. Um, or I am not meant to be here, rather than not should. It's just, it's, it's kind of like, you need to learn your lesson, Kira. This place is not somewhere that the energy, it, you know, it would need cleansed, it would need a lot, you know, and there's certain places, and then when I come home, I'll feel differently. So, yeah, completely unguarded. So that still does happen to me, but like you say, because I'm aware of it now. I'm Mm. aware of it now. And that awareness has changed my life. Mm. Because before, like that, I was able to read energies of people. But sometimes I thought, oh, I'm just, that's my mind playing tricks or I'm being paranoid. It's my lack of confidence or worthiness. All of these things that now where I feel more empowered and more confident, always work to be done, of course, um, where I can tell. No, that's the energy. is exactly what you've just said that um, if there was one thing that if anybody ever did the work that we do, it would be to learn how to protect your energy. Because I'll be honest, most of the healings that I do is because another person's energy has gotten into somebody else.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it, is, it, it could be there for a very long time, mm-hmm. years lives you know we know that you know that that's so and that's the thing we don't understand how people are feeding off us and we are allowing them Mm -hmm. and that was my you know whenever I realized I had given away my power and I could that's that once that awareness came into me I was like okay I know exactly why I'm doing this work and why I will always protect my energy so it's not because I'm and it's important you know and what I said to people is it's not that I'm walking around in fear it's not that we're walking around in fear but I want not I just want like you said to be grounded mm. to feel empowered um <clears throat> and to feel healthier. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know so um but it's why every day I will protect myself
0: mm. and I support you know for that is so important because for so long people didn't take responsibility for their work you know I'll go see a healer or I'll go see a counselor or I'll go see a medium or I'll go see the doctor and they'll fix me you know that was the that was the way that we were programmed but now no one fixes anybody it's about you actually healing yourself and taking responsibility and almost like pulling out your toolkit to okay i've got you know lily in here car in here they'll activate something in me they'll help Mm. me move through a wound or the piece that i still can't get that i can you know, energetically move on or or the bit where I've done so much work around, but I there's one last piece that I can't poke. Um, so I think that our roles since COVID or pre you know, have really changed as the collective energy has
1: changed. Would you agree? That's certainly how I work with people and I definitely know that that's the type of people that I, person I attract. I know in the past, um, there has been other people and I'm not saying that people don't come to me, that they just literally want to lie down on the plinth mm. and experience a nice healing. Yes. Like there is still that to a degree, but you know, it, when they come back into the room, if they, you know, if they've, if they're coming for a series of treatments, for example, and if they know that they've stepped back into their old ways and done nothing any differently, then, <clears throat> you know, they're not. That's where they're looking me to fix them, or the energies to fix them, not so much me. But do you know what I mean? Um, but they're they're looking to fixer rather than to work at, with themselves as their own healer. Um. So yeah, no, it's an interesting one because. In my experience, for most of the work that I do and how I've felt, and for people that I speak to, when they experience a healing therapy, whatever it may be, they do find that encouragement to do makes even if it's a subtle, slight change, and that's okay. That those are the changes that we want. Consistent, subtle, you know, as long as they're doing something to help themselves, that's their soul knowing, okay. You're ready to receive this healing. You know, we can we can work together, you know, and that's, you know, what I love to see. And um, that's who that's who I love to work with. And I find that, you know, anybody else generally that would come. It it hasn't happened to me recently, but maybe before. um, Maybe they don't come back because they thought they were going to be fixed. Just, you know, it's interesting that has just come up. You know, even in Ireland, there's a thing. I don't know if you know this, but there's a thing in Ireland called the cure. Okay, and the cure is handed down in generations of families. So it's very um, like it's, you know, I wouldn't say I don't know how ancient it is, but like, for instance, my daddy had the cure for what was for ringworm and rashes. So and his father had that, and you know it's handed it was handed down by through the men. Some women had some as well, but this is the thing: people would come to Daddy. He never protected himself, and he would do what he did. He did it on me once, so I know what he did, but we keep it very secret. And but but that was that whole thing about being fixed, and there was no energy. Generally speaking, there was no energy exchange. You know, the people would just come to the door, knock the door. Are you the guy with the cure? Yeah. Did, did, did the thing. All done very quickly. <clears throat> Move on. And it, there's, so there is still a bit of an attitude here in this country where the cure existed, where people were like, well, we'll go and they'll fix us. You know, and it's even like, we'll go to the doctor and the doctor will fix us. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You know, that's again, it's about that falling back into, you know, it's about self-empowerment. You know, it's really about, you know, what did I do? To be honest, I would, you know, what have I done in any way to also create the position that I'm in right now? You know, we're co-creating energy. So how can I co-create to heal, you know, to heal myself? Mm. And, you know, that's how I have it that's how I've benefited and that's how I see other people benefiting when they really embrace that sense of it's a co-creation and you know the thing is though the work some of the work that I do would be more um you know there's there's different guidances and in in the different treatments so it it just it depends where somebody is up in their journey as you know
0: Mm. and it's interesting that you say about co-creation Because that is something that I have written on pretty much every Facebook post, Instagram post in the last four months Um, as our society goes into this um, discrimination, um, participation, yeah, splitting, Mm. splitting a consciousness. Mm Splitting of society, splitting of families. I have always said, what are we co-creating? Because yeah. for me, segregation and um the splitting of society, we are co-creating more. The benefits won't outweigh what we've actually co-created, i.e., mm. mental health, um, yeah. not including people, um, the harm. And we're really starting to see that now in this country, like we've never seen it before. And for me, I always say, by participating in it, you're part of the problem. And people haven't really liked that message because I'm like, we are, how are we going to heal this for all of us to just come back to being unified so we can actually Mm. heal humanity as a whole? Yeah. That's what we're here to do. That's the ultimate end goal. And I'm like, we're actually missing the whole point.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. And I think that's why a lot of people's inner trauma is really, and their feelings is really like out in the forefront now. There's no hiding that. It's sitting right here and you can feel it and see it just every conversation and every, you can just feel it. You know driving past yeah. people's cars, you can feel it, yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 mm. i mean i I concur with you lily it's mm. it's completely yeah what of what what has been created um i mean i don't <laughs> i'm trying to you know it's like. I've, I suppose I've witnessed it in my own country before, where there was a big, big separation, and um, it, it it can be upsetting. It can be upsetting, but at the same time, I love your I love your passion. Mm. I love your compassion, your mm. compassion for the whole of humanity, mm. because any separation will lead to to more fear to more wars um it's not really getting us to where we want to be um which is that unity mm. the unity consciousness that we are all hoping and you know working towards um i to be honest our country although there has been a lot of separation and a lot of what you've said i do know that where you're living in terms of your country has been affected more deeply because of your harsh lockdowns and the fear that was, has been, you know, so this is the thing as well about where we're all living in the world where it certainly didn't go according to how I would have planned it here. We were not thankfully as badly um, locked down as some people like yourself or Even in a country that I live in, I live in Ireland, Lily, where there's about six and a half thousand people in the whole island. And now my my little bit that is the UK, we were under completely different um, rules than the rest of Ireland. And within that, there was separation. I could see it in the conversations that I was having with my friends Mm. and the fear of what somebody who lived an hour and a half down the road from me was failing compared to myself mm. you know so um it's just like they're just are it's like they're pr- trying to program us all the time separate 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 and don't like that person because they have a different opinion from you or you know um this is what i mean it's kind of like um where where is that all going to lead to you know, that's what I mean. Like, I am experiencing in my own life, friends and family who have co- what has been called COVID anxiety, which is only another layer onto perhaps the anxiety that they ever had before. Mm. And there's this just massive, and it's, you know, um, and, it you know, it, it's, it, I mean, to me, like, it's it just it seems crazy why would they want to, to have done that to us as a society, you know we, we surely a society where we're more grounded happier, freer, where we feel more empowered and in unity with one another is going to lead to a better world. but then um we're not you know the, we're not running the world you. Know, we're not- <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's the problem, sister. That's that's why we've got these problems.
1: But if anything, if we're talking about it, if certainly if something that I if I you know was like I think the lockdowns are harsh, I don't agree with them. There's lots of things I didn't agree with. If I'm having that conversation with somebody who only ever had the opposing opinion to me, and I shock them. I don't want to shock anybody, but I guess that's what I suppose is like, I listen to you, now you listen to me. So if there's anything that has come out of this, it, it's maybe this where people only were living in the bubble. And if somebody like me or you then comes in and said, well, I don't want to live in this bubble, <laughs> you know, and they sort of go, oh, hold on. There's another, there's another side to the story here. There's another opinion. Mm -hmm. then if we are able in some way to bring that to the table, then I think that's brilliant. Totally. Because maybe, you know, um, because... But then, and and yet, we you know, the hardest part about this can be the non-judgment. How do we not judge each other? That is the heart. And I think that is one of the things that is... um, it's the judginess of what has happened, of what maybe some people's choices have been. Um, that is that that's been difficult for us all. I think um, I can't speak for everybody. I'd say it's been difficult for me and it's, I know it's been difficult for others. Um, but again, it's like it's all leading to separation. And you're just like, why? Why would we want to choose that? That is not, you know, what we believe in.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. So, words of wisdom. What, what would you like to leave the listeners with of a word of wisdom from Kira?
1: I'm going to say what has come straight is it's fall into your heart. It's take a breath. Just allow yourself to relax. Take another breath. And just
0: listen to the whispers of your soul. Oh, I love that, sister. Absolutely love that. So for those listening to this podcast radio show that is in New Zealand or in the other side of the world, Europe, how can they connect with you or learn more about what your offerings to the world are, sister?
1: So my website is my name. So Kira And I'm also on Instagram. And I, my name is I am Kira McHugh Healer. So they're perhaps the best two ways to see the work that I do and my sharing. Hmm. And all of my offerings, my services are listed on my website as well. So I may be here in Ireland, but I connect with people all over the world. So it's amazing. If the one thing that I probably did shy away from in the last few years, it was doing this sort of online work like yourself. I was like, I, ha- I need to do it now. And I actually love it. I mm. have to say, I love it. and um, it, it works as well. Mm.
0: And I love this too. I love online too. I find it way more better better for my own energy field.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Well, thank you, gorgeous. Um, thanks for coming and sharing your wisdom. And, you know, thank you for sharing your wisdom with the world. And, you know, especially with humanity right now, because they need people like you, honey.
1: Thank you so much. And it's lovely to share with somebody who I know has the same values as me and um it's been great to talk to you again it's been way too long
0: oh my god totally